You're listening to Pipes, Pours, and Pals. I'm your pal, Justin. And I'm your pal, Nate. How you doing today, buddy? Fantastic, brother. How you doing? Man, I'm doing so good. It's so nice to be in this basement again. Is it? It's like... It's... I, I don't know. It's like going to church almost. Like it, <laughs> <laughs> It's like it just... It feels right. You know what you I mean? Know, it's probably not a very common phrase to be uttered. I'm so... It's so nice to be in this basement again. Yeah. It's just not a very common phrase that you hear in the English language, I'm sure. I, 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 w- I would venture to say that's probably true, <laughs> but... It's like heaven down here, man. It's so yeah. You're right. I said church. Heaven's the better answer. Yeah. yeah. It's not like church. It's like heaven. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like church because there's people you like here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> An old pastor of mine. One of the few things that I still remember. Words of wisdom that he gave me. Uh, he had this saying. He would say, "Um, to rise above with those we love. Oh, that will be glory." To live below with those we know. Now that's a different story. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Yeah. It's accurate. It's very accurate. (laughs) Anyway, how's your week? So far, I mean, it was, it was a, it was okay. It was okay. It was an okay week. It's better than bad. Yeah. That's, it wasn't bad. Way better than bad. Yeah. You came over here yesterday. We got to like throw darts and yeah. it was like unexpected surprise. Got to hold your baby forever. I know. And she like liked me. It was weird. It was super yeah. weird. Children <laughs> usually like run in fear of me. She's kind of captive though. She can't really move. Yeah. She's a pretty happy baby though. She just like wiggles her arms and stuff. She never stops moving. She yeah, she is very wiggly. Yeah. Super wiggly. But then she got like for a moment there, she just like laid there like a dead fish and just like stared at the blinking lights in the TV. And she was yeah. just chilling with me. That was great. I loved it. I miss having babies. I mean, you can usually, every once in a while, you can get her to sit still for about 15 minutes. It's about how long she sat still. Yeah. 15 to, you're doing good with 20. <laughs> like, I'll sit down on Sundays and watch football, and mm-hmm. she'll just sit there, and she'll watch football with me for about 20 minutes. And then she's like, all right, we're done. We're just going to wiggle nonstop. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed to enjoy this game anymore. Exactly. So then I just put her on the floor, and like, roll around. <laughs> Play with the dogs. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. That was great having you guys over last night. Yeah, we had a blast. The the Mrs. Indiana Nate doesn't get to come over very often. It's true. Well, she could, but she doesn't like our smoking. That's She's true. got the asthma. She does have asthma. That's all right. It's a good way to keep her away. That's true. <laughs> yeah. No, we love her. The girl's been begging, like, when can Nate's wife come over? When can... You know, I don't I don't know if you want to say her. Have you said her, said her name on the air before? I'm sure I have, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the girls are always asking, when can Kimberly come over? Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, oh, her again? <laughs> I'm just kidding. We love Kimberly. Um, but yeah, we had a great time last night. And I, it's amazing. Nate and I could still be friends, even though we weren't smoking. It was It was, it was, it like was a real weird. test of our friendship. Yeah. It was like... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we did have bourbon. That's true, yeah. That was some hot bourbon. It was spicy. We had um, Elijah Craig small batch. Yeah, had a little kick to it. Yeah, and I was kind of shocked because it's only ninety four proof, but it was uh, it was it was zingy. Yeah, a little a little spicy, a little a little hot, but it was good. Yeah, yeah. But we're drinking a different alcohol tonight. You want to just jump right into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Nate doesn't like Jack Daniels. Nate does not like Jack Daniels. 
We're going to make Nate try Jack Daniels again sometime. Yeah, historically, Nate doesn't like Jack Daniels. Historically, Nate's going to love Jack Daniels now. I just have a feeling. I doubt it, bud. I don't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blind taste test you. I would do that. Would you do that? To see if you actually like it? As long as you don't make every one of them Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put six bourbons up in front of you. <laughs> just all Jack. But we're, we're, we're dipping our toe in the water this week. Nate said he doesn't like Jack Daniels. So I thought, what better way to dip our toe in to Jack Daniels than Gentleman Jack? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've had a little bit of it. What do you think? You're drinking it out of a Jack Daniels glass, by the way. And it's a lovely glass. It has Mr. Jack Daniels and his signature on the glass. I know, his face. Honestly, it kind of threw me off when I was pouring. Did I, it? Yeah, because I was like focusing on his eyes. Oh. And I was like, wait, how much did I put in there? Mine says old number seven, so mine's not accurate. Yours is. It's just got Jack Daniels and a signature on it. Yeah. I appreciate you doing that for me. I wanted to look at Mr. Jack's face while I drank, but I was like, no, Nate would not like drinking Gentleman Jack out of old number seven glass. Yeah, I actually have a Gentleman Jack flask. Do you? Yeah. Even though you don't like Jack Daniels? Yeah, somebody gave it to me one time. They're like, you want this flask? And I said, yep, I do. Flasks are weird. Okay. I feel like flasks, you have to almost be an alcoholic to use a flask. Well, now that you mention it, um, <laughs> <laughs> no. When I lived in, in New York, I uh, I decided I was going to start collecting flasks. And so I have a very small flask collection do because you? after I started, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to do this. <laughs> so <laughs> I quickly, um, I mean, I still pick them up every once in a while if they're, if they're interesting or unique. Yeah. But the only time I... I Almost every single wedding I ever go to, I take a flask. Okay. And that's come in handy before. I could see that. And it's a nice, subtle way to take a good quality drink with you. Exactly. Yeah. Because you don't want to be rude. You don't want to carry a whole bottle in. Right. Be like, hey, your guys' booze suck. I brought my own. Yeah. But Or actually, I went to a wedding one time in Louisiana. My buddy, this is such a random story, but. It's all right. That's what we do. We do, we do random. <laughs> So my buddy was a huge online gamer, uh-huh. which aren't we all? No. No. But um, he had been friends with these guys for many years, and one of them was getting married. And he was like, hey, I'm going to Louisiana. We're going to meet this guy, Cash, from California, and he's going to stay in our hotel. And I was like, what's his real name? And he was like, I don't know. He's, we just, his, his gamer tag is Cash. And I was like, okay, well, I told everyone, I was like, if I get murdered in Louisiana, tell them Cash did it because yeah. like, what, <laughs> we've never met this person. We're going to meet a stranger and sleep in a hotel room with him. <laughs> Turned out to be a super nice guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a sweetheart. But the wedding we went to. This they, is a thing. You and I both just meet random people <laughs> and put ourselves in danger. Yeah. But uh, the wedding we went to, it was at this church um and i don't remember where the nomination was but they did not believe in drinking at all mm. or dancing oh so the reception was super lame and scuba see if you ever hear this i apologize for saying that about your reception <laughs> but it wasn't a lot of fun steve <laughs> i assume his name is steve but his gamer tag was scuba steve okay i don't know so we were there with scuba steve and cash and my buddy jordan and uh so i brought a bottle in the van and I was filling up my flask and me and Cash were just hitting the flask all day because no, I mean, you know what I mean? You got to bring your own party sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I can understand super lame uh, uh, wedding receptions. 
um, not saying yours was, mine was. Oh, um, yeah. I didn't. You had this like look of fear in your eyes. You thought my w- wedding reception was lame? <laughs> 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 no, I know it was awesome. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Um, Sarah and I's was super lame. We were broke college students. Yeah. Both um, from very conservative backgrounds. Obviously. Both of our parents were very conservative. Yeah. Um, all of our friends and family that were coming to the wedding were very conservative. Yeah. And it was at a Baptist church. So you can imagine how much fun it was. Probably about the one I just described. Um, Close pretty to much. I, I thought you were describing my wedding reception. For a second. <laughs> I was say, Baptists can't dance. We can't dance or drink. Um, but I can dance and I can drink and I'm still a Baptist. I just have to do it in the closet. Yeah. One yeah. of those closet drinking dancers. <laughs> <laughs> I came out yesterday. I came out to a person from church. Really? Yeah. I was like, listen, man. Do they reject you? No, actually, I was out uh, goose hunting yesterday, and it was freezing cold, so we just basically had confessional right there on the side of the river. There you go. Yeah. And Stranger for Cabela's was there. Oh, nice. He basically outed me, so I had to come out you know, and, and admit that I was a drinker and a smoker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike, who isn't a stranger, you know, I actually met him at church. He was like, yeah, I already kind of figured that about you. So. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> no. You Mike... just put off that alcoholic smoker vibe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, he, the way he explained it was, he said, I kind of figured there, you know, you weren't a stereotypical Baptist. He's like, you just, you know, you're different than the people, at other pe- than some other people at church. Yeah. Uh, meaning I wasn't a stick in the mud, I guess. I mean, I've been to your church and I agree. <sighs> you are different. I'm a little bit different. Yeah. I played a really good innkeeper though. You played the heck out of that innkeeper. <laughs> that line? Yeah. The line that I had? Spectacular. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but there's no room in the inn. It was perfect. Was it? Was, it? it was right on time. Your kids yeah. were there. Man, I was I was rocking that innkeeper. The, the toga thing I had to wear, the, not a toga, what's it, uh, the gown? I don't know. Uh, yeah. What do they wear in the Middle East? A robe. Robe. That's a better one for you. I had the headdress and the robe. Yeah. I had the big poofy beard. And if, if you guys haven't guessed yet, I went to a Christmas pageant at Justin's church back last year. Yeah. My wife and I. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a little over a year ago. I was going to say, it was, we only do it every other year. Yeah. So, yeah. The big living Christmas tree. Yeah, it's creepy. It was, it was, was it creepy? Yeah, I didn't expect, I didn't know what to expect. And yeah. I was like, what is that thing in the middle? And then all these heads pop out. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> I don't know, 50 foot tall Christmas tree with, that's like lit with like in sync with the music. Yeah. Yeah. And then people's heads pop out of it and they sing and then they sink back down and they pop up and they sing and yeah. It was something. It was something. You were definitely the highlight of the whole show. <laughs> I thought so. Easily. Yeah. I, I, I didn't mean, I didn't want to be. You know, stuck up about or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm kind of on a different level than those people. Oh, acting wise, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to Jack Daniels. Bring it full circle. I don't even know how we got to that point. Um. Oh, flask, wedding. Yeah. Lame receptions, Baptists. Full yeah. circle, baby. There you go. Back to Jack Daniels from Baptist churches. I'll bet Jack Daniels went to a Baptist church. He seems like the type. He was like, Making whiskey on the side, but also going to a church, Baptist church on Sunday. I could Elijah see Elijah Craig was a Baptist pastor, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Your cult leader, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. He was a pastor of some sort, um, but he also made bourbon. But anyway, we're not drinking Elijah Craig. We're drinking Jack Daniels, Gentleman Jack. What do you think about it, Indiana Nate? 
I do wholeheartedly believe that it is better than regular Jack Daniels. Do you? Yeah. That's not saying much, though, considering you supposedly abhor Jack Daniels. And it's it's not bad. Um, it still has whatever that taste is that is reminiscent of that horrible Indian whiskey I had that one time. I could see how this is so reminiscent it, of that because uh, I don't know the process for uh, Gentleman Jack, and quite frankly, I wasn't interested in doing that much homework. But they do claim that this is double mellowed. And I, I get that. Like, it's very thin. We talked about um, Wild Turkey Long Branch last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and we described that as very thin, and at least I did. You, maybe not you. I don't remember. Um, but I described it as very thin and watery. Yeah. I get that same. There's no viscosity to this whatsoever. It doesn't cling to your palate. It doesn't cling to your tongue at all. It goes in. You get a little burn. You get a little bit of flavor as it rolls off the back of your tongue into your throat. And that's about it. It's not bad, though. I think Long Branch was bad. This is definitely tolerable. I wouldn't be upset if somebody poured this for me. See, now, I would actually prefer Long Branch to this. Really? Pardon me while I swallow my current gulp. Yeah. Um, this has got more bourbony sweetness to it. Long Branch didn't have any sweetness to it whatsoever. It was just like water, oak, down the hatch you go. But it didn't have whatever that is <laughs> that is reminiscent. I don't know. I Honest to goodness, I don't know what it is about the, the process in which Jack Daniels makes their bourbon that is... Made in Tennessee? There, I'm sure there's other bourbons that are made in Tennessee that I enjoy. I mean, Tennessee people t- stereotypically are missing teeth. Um, As so- opposed to Kentucky people? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe there's like some like teeth that fell out in the process that ended up in the... So maybe that's like an enamel flavor? An enamel flavor. That I'm getting? Maybe, maybe it's like um, decayed enamel, enamel some, some uh, cavity. Mm-hmm. Like a little rotten, yeah, calcium kind of a, yeah, maybe some plaque. It's freaking gross and tartar. <laughs> anyway, yeah, <laughs> it's honestly it is better than Jack Daniels, and it's not terrible. I don't, I don't hate it. It's not my favorite thing I've ever had, but I it might be. I'm not. I would. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think this is probably the least favorite one I've ever had here. Really? I think so. Even worse than Benchmark. Oh, you bite your tongue. <laughs> Benchmark is, it's a glorious bourbon. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> we love Benchmark. It's better. I would, I like we're proper 12 better than this. Really? Yeah. Proper 12 is awful. I like it better than this. It is awful. I like this better than proper 12, which is an Irish whiskey. Um, And I also like it better than Long Branch. But hey, to each their own. Yeah. I, I so. We're dumb. Specifically, I'm dumb. Uh, first of all, we always give our disclaimer every week. We know absolutely nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Like, this is just whiskey. It's just different tasting whiskey. I can't... I don't know anything about the process. Um, I don't know anything about tasting notes, really. Yeah, me neither. Um, I know less than you. Uh, anyway, um, I'm dumb. 
so many dumb things this week. Number one, uh, last episode. I, we, we went the whole, I took a lot of editing last episode. I had to edit. I posted. And then I listened to it after I posted before it actually aired. Yeah. And I was like, you're an idiot. So last episode we had this little contest, right? Yeah. And we were talking about this contest like it's the week before the contest. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it was. Do you know how much <laughs> do you know how much editing I had to do to edit out? Like I was we were like telling people they should listen to this on Spotify. Now, this is all new to you guys because I edited most of this out. You may have caught little glimpses of it, but Nate and I like completely forgot that you'd be listening to this episode as the contest is literally starting yeah we were giving you advice like you should listen on spotify because it comes out sooner than the other episode than the other hosting sites or uh listening sites and it was just so dumb and then i realized this week how i'm dumb i'm still dumb because i used the term 21th this week <laughs> i don't remember the context but instead of saying 21st i said 21th yeah. Two one TH. Twenty oneth. Dumb. Super dumb. I don't even know. Have, I, people have brain farts, you know? It, it happens, yeah. I get it. It just it keeps me humble though. I mean, I got rugged good looks. I'm super funny. <laughs> My humility is through the roof. Yeah. When you have those kind of qualities, you have to have something that keeps you humble. And it's your brain. It's my brain sometimes. Well, yeah. I'm I'm super smart, but the brain farts itself keep me humble. It's like uh, it's like your brain just eating beans every day, so yeah. it's just constant farting. Yeah. So you're really smart, but you just have these brain farts just constantly. <laughs> <laughs> this is derailed. It's totally derailed. I don't even remember why we were talking about why I'm dumb. Uh, what were we talking about? I don't know, man. You said. This past week, I've been dumb. Yeah, I don't know. I'm dumb. <laughs> talking about tasting notes and how we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, I was getting. I had a segue for that. I had an absolute segue for that, uh, and it was a it was something to do with this whiskey. It reminded me of something, but I don't know. We don't know what we're talking about. I don't even know what I'm talking about in my own brain. Yeah, yeah, it's obvious. I don't even know why these people listen. It's because I'm here. It's- no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's because of our sultry voices. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody actually cares about the content. They're just like, these guys have such good voices. <laughs> mm. Anyway, yeah, totally dumb. Uh, you know, just having dumb, dumb moments. Um, but yeah, Gentleman Jack was great. But you brought up the contest. Do you want to talk about? Yes, we should talk about the contest. Yeah. How that went? Yeah. Uh, Jay Furman, uh, he did. A contest to support our channel. He sent us a healthy, generous portion of one of his favorite tobaccos, and that is Eric Stokeby's fourth generation Evening Flake. Mm-hmm. Spectacular blend. Very tasty. Very tasty. I'm going to be buying some more of it. Um, but he said, he put out a thing on his Instagram, I, I'm smoking this mystery tobacco, Listing, listen to the next episode of Pipes, Pours, and Pals to find out what it is. And if you're the first person to guess it, I'll send you a four ounce um, shipment of this blend. Mm-hmm. Super generous. 
super, super generous. Oh yeah, for sure. And, uh, so he got with us, he gave us, uh, he gave us the sample, sent it to us, um, gave us a code word, which was hashtag no tan lines. Super appropriate for Jay. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, posted on his Instagram multiple times, pushed a lot of traffic to the podcast. We've had a super spike in listens. Um, and then we had, I knew, I already knew who was going to win. I absolutely knew who was going to win. I had a good idea of who who it might be. <laughs> I had absolutely no doubt in my mind that our faithful listener and friend Russ was going to win this because Russ like waits like it's Christmas Day, <laughs> six a.m. He's ready. I guarantee you, if for some reason one day our episode doesn't post, Russ is going to be the first person to message me and say, "Why didn't the episode post?" Yeah, probably super angry. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I don't think Russ has an angry bone in his body. He seems so nice. He does seem like a nice gentleman. Yeah. But uh, congrats to Russ. He was the first person. Yeah. But Jay went above and beyond. He gave it to a second person as well. Mm-hmm. Um, also, great listener. We met at Chicago. Yeah, good dude. Adrian. Adrian, yeah. Yeah. He was in our fantasy football league with he us. He was in our fantasy football league. Not. He didn't do great. He did not do well. <laughs> no. He did not do well. <laughs> hey, his heart was there, though. And we appreciate him. We being, really appreciate him. Being I needed there. those wins every week. <laughs> We've shamed him enough. He'll probably never play fantasy football in our league ever again. But uh, Jay sent out a, a, a four-ounce uh, package to Adrian as well. He did. Yeah. I thought that was super kind. I thought it was interesting, too, because uh, those are the only two people to reach out to Jay. <laughs> He said, well, I guess your only two listeners <laughs> messaged me. That's all right. Hey, we're glad we're glad it worked out for those guys. It did, yeah. I hope they love those blend that blend. So Oh, I don't know how they couldn't. It's, it's fantastic. So good. It's oh my goodness, it's so good. Yeah, I was talking to Russ about his preferences um in tobacco this week. Cause he actually reached out to me on on Instagram, Russ did. He's uh a little while back. You hooked him up with some of those dollar pipes you got. Yeah. He, from, well, he bought them off me. I know. I mean, I'm not saying you gave them to him, but I mean, you provided him with the pipes for an amount of money. Sure. I only charged him like four times the amount what I paid for. <laughs> well, you got to make money. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> but in this business, it's a charity. Yeah. But uh, no, I only charged him with what I paid for. Them. <laughs> I know. I know you did. <laughs> but uh, he has an Instagram page. I think it's called Blue Collar Cobbs. Yeah. And he posts pictures on there sometimes of some pipes that he restores. And he's been going through some of the ones that you sold him. Mm-hmm. And his restorations on them are spectacular. Stellar. Yeah, yeah, they they look incredible. And he he like completely changes them sometimes. Like yeah. he had an author shaped Graybo, I think it was, mm-hmm. and it was a smooth author shaped Graybo. And he like made it rusticated mm-hmm. and stained it black, and it. That one looked incredible, and he's had several other ones that he's put up on his uh, Instagram page. But um, he hit me up and asked me if he could send me something, and I said sure. You know, that's what we do is we give strangers our address and yeah, stuff like exactly. That. Yeah. So he mailed me a couple of pipes that he had restored. One of them he actually put on his Instagram already, and it's funny because I was literally just showing this pipe to your wife like last week when I was here recording on his Instagram page because it 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 is so good looking. It's a Dr. Graybo, sorry, it's a Dr. Graybo Commodore, 
and he like completely cleaned it. He rusticated it and stained it differently than what it was originally made to be. And it is beautiful. Yeah. So if I understand what he did was he went through, he cleaned the whole thing up and then he went through and he stained the entire thing black and then went through and sanded it down so that the high spots were back to a natural color. Okay. And then he finished over that. So like the, the divots are black and the high spots are the natural color. Well, and then he, he sanded the rim on that thing. Oh my gosh. The, the grain on this rim is gorgeous. It's insane. I it, it looks so good. It's a, it's a perfect straight grain across the top of this thing. Um, I'll, I'll throw a picture of it on Instagram next week when we post this. I don't, I'm not hesitant to say this is the best looking grape I've ever seen. Uh, it's yeah. It, I would say that's real close to being the best looking one. And then the other one he sent me is, I'm a huge fan of Starfires, and he knows that. So this is a Dr. Grabo Starfire. It's a just a billiard shape. But it's got some flame grain going on. It's got some, like, a little bit of, like, bird's eye over on this side. Um, it's a it's also a gorgeous pipe. I, I don't know what he did to the inside of these to clean the bowl out. Mm. They're incredible. Like, mm -hmm. they're just really, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at here. Is, uh... Instagram handle is blue collar underscore briars underscore cobs. Okay. So check out Russ's Instagram. He's got pictures on there of several pipes he's restored. Yeah. And he's a, a good friend of the show. He's yeah. He, I can guarantee you every week Russ is going to message us, give us feedback about it, give us ideas and yeah. all sorts of stuff. He's been, we, we have a handful of people that have been um, more active with our as a community than most not to negate any other interactions we've had but like you know I, right I, we could go through and i could name several but um you know just this this week alone I mean, we had interactions with russ and we had interactions with jay in the last episode and you know trails into this episode and uh, we're so thankful for those guys that i mean we couldn't do the show without our listeners right and mike lading yeah i mean Mike and I text almost every single day. That's awesome. <laughs> That's Russ and I. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, just thanks, Russ. I'm all posting pictures of these when we post this episode. They're 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 really really well done pipes. Yeah, that gives us um a transition into what we're going to be smoking today. Yeah, we're still taking a little bit of a break from the bill lighting stuff. We've smoked on over thirty bill of lighting blends. Oh, easily, yeah. Yeah, so we're taking a little bit of a break just to kind of breathe they're still smoking but oh yeah um not that we don't have we still have plenty on the shelf um but other people have sent us stuff so we thought felt it was appropriate to fit some others in you know we don't want to let mike hog everything it's not the mike lading show we love mike i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> by all means mike hog away keep sending that tobacco <laughs> uh but russ uh, gave this to us a while back. He went to the Columbus Pipe Show mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, in Columbus, Ohio, the NASPC show. Was that last fall? When was that? It was last fall, I believe, yeah. So Russ and I met up. When I met up with him to give him or to um, sell him those pipes, he gave me a pipe. And I, we've already talked about that. It's that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That cob that he modded. And it is gorgeous. I love this thing. Yeah. I smoke my Voodoo Queen out of this. Uh, but then he also gave us a tin of curmudgeon on the can, the NASPC blend of the 2022 show. Mm -hmm. Blended by Greg Peace. Yep. 
Gregory Leroy piece. Oh yeah. Um, it says for our 2022 NASPC show blend, we again asked our old friend Gregory Leroy piece to craft something special for us. This one is a medium mixture of Cypress Latakia, bright and red Virginias, fine Orientals, and a pinch of Perique. Produced for us in a very limited quantity by Cornell and Deal. I tapped into this this week. Rude. Sorry. <laughs> Just wanted to prepare for the show a little bit, you know, do, do a little bit of homework. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Mrs. Codger and I were down here. She wanted to have, have a smoke. And I was like, people have been chiming, asking for Mrs. Codger's opinions on some of these blends. So what did I do? I fired up the recorder. Nice. And I got her thoughts on it. Really? Yeah. She smoked a bowl of this and I got her thoughts on it. That's so awesome. I got some little audio clips here that I'm going to fire up here so you guys can hear what Mrs. Codger has to say first. Uh, I asked her about the tin note. So there's here's a clip from Mrs. Codger about the tin note. Okay. Some of you have requested that Mrs. Codger give her impressions on some of these blends. And so we were down here fiddling around in the man cave. And um, I wanted her to put her sniffer in this thing and also test it. Uh, so take it away, Mrs. Codger. What do you get out of this? What's the first thing you get? Um, the first thing that I get out of this can, and we just opened uh, it. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I should tell you guys, it is uh, the NASPC curmudgeon on the can. And uh, we have already talked about this um, by the time you're hearing this, but it was given to us by listener Russ. Thanks, Russ. Um, anyway, we just opened this, and the first thing that I got out of it whenever I smelled it was kind of a zinginess. A zinginess. Describe that zinginess for me. I don't know. It's almost like a, like a citrusy okay. kind of a smell. Okay, let me look at these ingredients and see here. Um, bright and red Virginias. That's probably why there's also a pinch of Perique. So you could be getting those notes from either the Virginias or the Perique's there. Okay. Um, this kind of reminds me of um, Ardbeg. Okay, so you got like a smokiness? Yes, definite smokiness. But there's something that Ardbeg also has that... Reminds me of this. So our bag sometimes reminds me of like a spring water kind of a taste. Okay. And I get that scent. Like a this. mineral quality? Yeah, I suppose so. Okay. Yeah. yeah and I, sometimes I get that from other whiskeys. Um, I can't think of any that pop into mind, but okay. occasionally I'll, I'll get that hint, that note from other whiskeys. But yeah, that's what I get whenever I smell this tin. So you get smoky? Mm-hmm. Is that like a uh, zingy, citrusy, fruity mm-hmm. type smell? And then a minerally yeah. water type smell. Yeah. Okay. Those are good smell notes. Yeah. Now, mind you, this is just her her sniffer. She's not actually lit this up yet. Um, here in just a second, we're, we're going to light it up, and we'll get back with you here in a second with what her thoughts are on the taste and the room note. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. And I'm very impressed with her sniffer. <laughs> I'm proud of her. Yeah, I am too. That's awesome. It's not, you know, it's not common for her to get on the air here. So I, she's a very introverted person. So first of all, I was proud of her for that. 
she's I think she's been on the air this is her third time now. Yeah. Um but obviously she's growing as a pipe smoker too, because she was able to pull out of a lot of notes out of that. So my favorite thing is how she compared it to Ardbeg. Like Yeah. Because she knows what Ardbeg is to begin with, but she also enjoys Ardbeg. Yeah, she does. She likes Ardbeg and Nate and I do not. Yeah. <laughs> but she's she's right though. I mean, Ardbeg is, has that like um that peaty kind of a mm-hmm. smokiness to it. Yep. And I think she nailed it when on that part. Yeah, I she said that there's like a minerally smell. Um, and I'm not sure what she was necessarily referring to there, but I but I get a kind of an earthy smell from it. So maybe that's what she's referring to. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh I thought the note I first thing I smell when I get in is a little bit of a campfire. Mm-hmm. And then I can if I really sniff it. There, I guess there's two main things that come out. Campfire, and I can smell the Virginias. Like a, to me, it's like a sweetie kind of a hay kind of a smell. Yeah. So what I'm smelling and what I... That's, this is the thing that I think about when people are de- describing sense or taste is I think you could be smelling something and I could be smelling something. And in my mind, I associate that smell with this one thing, and you associate this smell with a different thing. So we're smelling the same thing, and we're both trying to describe the same smell. Mm-hmm. But my past life experiences bring me to describe it as something a little bit different than you. Yeah. Well, so, you said last week, you pointed out that smell is associated with memories. Well, yeah. one It's often associated with memories. Yeah. And since you're a different person, you have different memories, you've tried different things, you've had different experiences, the things that you've tried have stuck with you differently than the things that I've tried. So naturally, it's going to bring up thoughts in your head of things that you've eaten that maybe I haven't eaten, or maybe there's flavors in that food that you remember that I don't remember, right? or smells that you don't remember. right? Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a very valid point that, you know, uh, Virginia's, I commonly say, I smell pineapple. Right. And that seems foreign to you. Um, but you, at the same time, you understand what I'm saying. Right. Because I think what I'm tasting, I'm associating with something differently, but it's the same thing. Sure. If that makes sense to everybody. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought, uh, I thought she didn't hit the nail on the head. You know, she just I'm impressed. Yeah. The Virginias, the, the smokiness. Um, the earthiness, yeah. Yeah, the earthiness that's there, so. Good job, Mrs. Codger. Very well done. Yeah. So um, then I I gave her probably, I don't know, half an hour to smoke it and then tell me her thoughts, what she had um, from smoking it. So here's that. Why don't you take it away and tell us what you're sensing from the smoke? Okay. So right off the bat, whenever I smoke this, um, I get the like spicy, peppery hit from the perique. Okay. And for me, I get a that spicy, peppery note from the perique. And there doesn't have to be a whole lot of perique in a tobacco for me to get that. I'm kind of sensitive to it. Um, it is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think it's just the right amount of perique. There is just a hint of a sweetness in this. Okay. Um, so that's maybe from the Virginias? Yeah, perhaps. What else um, you get? So I get this like um like a woodsy, oaky, like smoke flavor 
Okay. Um, out of it, and then um, like a black tea-ish okay. kind of a flavor. Like a slight um, bitterness? Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I sometimes get a black tea taste with Virginia's. Mm-hmm. At least what I, I equate it to the Virginia's. Um, like last week we were smoking Evening Flake. And I got like a sweet tea taste because I had like the sweet and the tea taste at the same time. Uh-huh. And so I, it tasted, it just reminded me of like a light sweet tea. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to pull out different flavors whenever I have one strong predominant flavor. Yeah. What's the most, what's the strongest predominant flavor there for you? The Perique. The Perique. It stands out the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then second is? Um, Second would probably be like that oaky, smoky flavor. Okay, so like the woodsy, smoky mm-hmm. campfire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're getting pepper and a campfire. Yeah. Like in your face, both of them for you? Uh, the peppery is in my face. Okay. The campfire is a little more subtle. And then like on the tail end of it, I get a sweetness. Okay. Those are the three main things that I get out of it. And then somewhere in between there, I kind of get that like black tea-ish flavor. Okay, that's a good breakdown. The big question is, do you like it? I actually do, much to my surprise, because Perique's can be kind of off-putting for me Okay. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I think this blend has just the right amount of Perique for me um, to where it's pretty enjoyable. Okay. The question is, now, this was a one-time produced thing, but if this were readily available, would you buy it? If you were to build Mrs. Codger's collection of tobaccos, is this one you would buy? I don't know. You don't enjoy, you enjoy it, but not that much. Yeah. So I'm mainly an aromatic smoker. Okay. And I am trying to branch out and try other things. Um, but I just don't know if this would be an absolute favorite of mine. Okay. Uh, to where I would buy it and have it in my collection. Okay. Hey, fair enough. I know the listeners have been wanting to get your feedback on some of these blends. So yeah. I mean, you, were, you were down here and I thought, hey, you're wanting to smoke a pipe and you were down here. I was like, let's do this. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Let's make it happen. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. Good. Yeah. It's, it's an enjoyable pipe, so. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to smoke that and give us your opinions. I'm sure the listeners will be delighted. Thank you. And thank you again, Russ. Thanks, Russ. Justin and Nate, back to you guys. I have to say, I don't know why, but for some reason that just like warms my heart. Like, <laughs> I think that's so awesome. It was so impromptu. Yeah. And just you can even hear the dogs barking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like your wife has grown a lot in her pipe smoking. Yeah. And I think she just did a, a fantastic job, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. She's grown a lot so much so that she doesn't listen to us anymore. Yeah. She, she's beyond <laughs> us now. She knows she more knows than I do. She knows about. <laughs> knows more than I do, that's for sure. But well, she, I, we have to get her to a show someday. We have to get her down here and record with us sometime. We do, I but she's the one. She's, like, she's so vital to the podcast because she keeps everything upstairs silent while that's we true. record. <laughs> we should take all the kids and make Kimberly watch them at my house. <laughs> yes. We'll just pawn. That can be Kimberly's part in the podcast. Like, hey, your part in the podcast is your babysitter. There you go. She would love that, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure she would. Just every Sunday night, you're playing babysitter for five kids. (laughs)
and four dogs. And six dogs if I take my dogs over there. Your dogs cannot come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> you got enough dogs in your house. Yeah. Oh, man. But I, I think she did a stellar job. She did a stellar job. I... I think she hit the nail on the head. I really do. I agree. I, the only thing I don't agree with, and it's just because, like she said, she's more sensitive to perique. Mm-hmm. I do taste the perique, and I, I 100% agree about that peppery flavor that's there. Mm-hmm. And I do notice it, but I don't. I would not consider it to be in your face. No. Um, I think for a person that's not used to perique, maybe, because it right. does burn my nose on the retrohale. Yeah. Um, I'm actually pretty sensitive to Perique as well. I've come to enjoy it more. I haven't liked it in the past. Right. Um, but I noticed on the retro hail, especially like my charring light. Woo. If I get some of that in my nose in the charring light, is it lights me up. Yeah. So maybe that's where she was getting that from. She probably got burned in the nose from it when she was lighting up, if I had to guess. It's probably the first thing she noticed and it just stuck with her. That's exactly what I thought too, just listening to her talk about it. But everything else she said was just wonderfully said and extremely on 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 point. Hey, she knows more than we do. She Clearly. said, "I'm proud of her." She said in here that night, she smoked a bowl of this. She smoked a bowl of plum pudding. Um, she didn't care for plum pudding. Oh, really? She didn't like the vinegary, sweet, like ketchupy. Well, I guess I'll have to take all these off your hand. Then. No, I I love plum pudding. <laughs> it's it's up there on that list of mine. Oh, I know. Um, so I was smoking a bowl of Quiet Nights, and I said, well, okay, you don't like plum pudding. You liked the NASPC. Try Quiet Nights. It's by the same blender. It's got some of the same components. It's the same style of, of blend. Um, and I think she said that she liked this better than Quiet Nights, if I remember right. The curmudgeon on the can, better she than liked, Quiet Nights. Correct. Did she like Quiet Nights better than plum pudding? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I like Quiet Nights better than plum pudding. I do not. Quiet Nights is probably my favorite English blend. But hey. I the first time I had Quiet Nights, I loved it. I went out and bought a pound of it. <laughs> and then some. Like I have a little over a pound in my cellar. And well, maybe I need to trade you some plum pudding for some Quiet Nights. I'm letting it mellow for a while. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to see because it's too salty. You, you get that saltiness too? Yeah. Whenever I smoke Quiet Nights, I can always tell if I've smoked Quiet Nights out of a pipe if I'm smoking something else. Really? Because it tastes salty. Yeah, I love that about it. Um, and I've had that same sensation where I've smoked like an aromatic out of it. I'm like, oh, I smoked Quiet Nights out of this pipe before. Yeah. Um, you are the only person that agrees with me there that there's a saltiness about it, though. Really? Yeah, I've had multiple people, like I've mentioned, they're like, really? Saltiness? I get it. I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like there's sea salt blended into that blend for some reason. Like, I do, too. It's wonderful. I love it. I'm, I don't like salt. <laughs> I told you about that trip to the German restaurant in eighth grade. I don't think you told me about that. Yeah, these kids bet me $7 that I wouldn't eat the entire contents of a salt oh, shaker. Oh, yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah. yeah, so I ate the entire contents of a salt shaker. Is that I... why you have hypertension? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. <laughs> From eighth grade. Yeah. Like, the, you had enough salt when you were in eighth grade to last you your entire life. But ever since then, I've just not been a huge fan of salt. I understand. But for whatever reason, I smoked through a can of Quiet Nights, and I loved it. Loved it. And then after I got to the first can, I popped up the next can, I packed a bowl, and I I lit it up and smoked it, and I was like, why is this so salty? Grab me 
Arcana Quiet Nights. You see some over there? Um, yeah, it's behind the Rattray stuff there. I want to see the components in it. We're talking about Quiet Nights here. We should be talking about this blend, but I let know. me... Uh, let's see here. Ripe Red Virginias, Fine Oriental, Smoky Cypress Latakia, and a pinch of Acadian Perique. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, off the top of my head, Mrs. Mrs. Codger said, if I were to put this, if this was something I would buy, but I can't buy it, what would you suggest that's something similar? And I was like, well, it's not super similar, but it's the same style and it has the same components, I believe. And so I said, Quiet Nights. Mm. I said, Quiet Nights is a little strong for what you're, it might be a little too strong for what you're used to. So maybe you should try Plum Pudding. That's why I told her to try Plum Pudding first and she didn't care for it. I said, okay, we'll try quiet nights then. Mm. That's where I was getting at with that story. So she smoked, she sat down here like a champ and smoked half of a bowl of plum pudding and then half of a bowl of quiet nights after she smoked a bowl of curmudgeon on the can. <laughs> and uh, she liked curmudgeon on a can and she liked quiet nights, did not care for plum pudding. Curmudgeon on a can is presented in a broken flake. Correct. And so is quiet nights. So is quiet nights, yeah. I will say, I love this can. It's really good. It is spectacular. Here's a jar of Quiet Nights. Put your sniffer in that. Man, that smells good. If <laughs> <laughs> you need to revisit it. Maybe I do need to revisit what I, it. Okay, now I remember what I was going to say. What I was getting at, the reason I wanted to look at Quiet Nights is, we'll get back on the topic of this and, and this curmudgeon on a can in a second. I think that if the Latakia, whatever it is that's too strong for you in Quiet Nights, let it age. From what we're told, again, we don't know what we're talking about. From what we're told, Latakia with age will actually subdue mm -hmm. and the Virginias will sweeten. Right. That sounds like it's right up your alley. Let I, it age, man. I have a can of Quiet Nights that's either from 2017 or 2018 that I've never opened. Ooh. Um, and because I wanted to finish the one that I have opened already before I opened another one. Yeah. So I might just... So here's what we need to do for an episode. We need to do Quiet Nights side by side. We need to pop that vintage tin. Oh, yeah. Aged tin. That's not vintage. Pop the vintage tin and then smoke the tin that you had opened recently. Okay. Smoke them side by side and see what we think. Kind of like we did with Match 20 and yeah. all that. Yeah. No, I think oh, it's a good I idea. Three years of age on that Quiet Nights that that you just stuck your sniffer in. So, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to this NASP, any, NASPC curmudgeon on a can. Um, this is a fantastic blend. It is very, very good. I have, this is my third bowl of it. Again, we're not reviewing it because it's not fair to give it a, a crazy review. This is just our first impressions. I wish this was a full time. If I can find more cans of this, I'm going to buy them. It's yeah, I agree. Upon putting my sniffer in it, I can smell the, I can I can smell the components in it. I can smell the Latakia. Obviously, that's it's pretty hard to miss when you stick your nose in a tin that has Latakia in it. I can smell the Virginias. I can smell the Perique. I dig it. Uh, I have been, I found after the first two bowls, I found that 
the way that I most enjoy this, this is a great podcast blend for me because I tend to talk and let my pipe go out. Mm-hmm. Pipe cools down. I light it up again. And in doing that, I've really enjoyed this because I've learned that when I smoke it and it gets hot, it doesn't taste great. When I let it cool down, light up again, the most enjoyable puffs are like those first three puffs mm-hmm. after I relight it. Soup, the citrus comes through for the Virgin- from the Virginias, that sweetness comes through. It's mingled with that smoke instead of the smoke being the forefront. The perique pops out a little bit. Yeah. There's one thing in there that you didn't really mention. Mm-hmm. And I think that this has the absolute perfect amount of Orientals. Mm-hmm. Because, and I mentioned this last week, I'm not a huge fan of Oriental forward blends. But Oriental tobacco as a condiment, I think, can really help elevate a blend. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's exactly what's happened in this situation. I'm getting some like baking spices in this. There's like a creaminess that I'm going to attribute to the Orientals because that's what I find with Oriental forward blends. They tend to be, have a more creamy, velvety texture to the smoke. Okay. Uh, I think that the Orientals are helping that. But there's like a baking spices, kind of like a nutmeg and a cinnamon and a cracked pepper and like an allspice kind of like like an allspice type thing. Not like Christmassy, pumpkin-y type things. Right. But savory. There's some savory spiciness there. And I, I mean, we're not like Greg Peace fanboys, but... Mm. And I don't know if you guys know this, but he's good. <laughs> he's good. He's good at what he does. Um, yeah, I feel I, <laughs> I feel like if I ever meet him, I'm gonna like fangirl out, like <laughs> like blush and be like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, oh my gosh, it's Craig Levi piece." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. It's incredibly well done. I think I hurt his feelings. I told Why? him about us. Uh. Poking at the mystery of his middle name. Yeah. <laughs> and he just never spoke to us ever again. He's ghosted me since. <laughs> <laughs> well. We're having a great conversation, and then I mentioned that, and we haven't talked back and forth <laughs> since. Well, it was worth it. I think it's great. Uh, the question is, if you could buy it on a regular basis, would you buy it? 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I would definitely, I'm going to be looking for this at shows. If this was readily available, I would have, I would have a lot of this. I, I'm the same. I think it's going to do really well with age. It, yeah. And usually English blends, I don't think that about, but I, I get enough of that, that faint sweetness there that I'm like, oh man, that smoky with the sweet is so good. Yeah. I dig it. Yep. I am. I'm a huge fan. So, Thanks again, Russ, man. It's yeah, Russ, thanks for the delicious of this. Um, if you have any more on your shelf that you don't want, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nate and I will fight to the death for it. Um, okay, so since we're talking about our, our blend that we just finished up, we've gotten really good feedback about giving you guys advance notice about what we're smoking the next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a couple of people reach out and said they yeah. really like it when we tell them what we're going to drink and what we're going to smoke. In the, so we're going to make that week. goal going forward to tell you what we're drinking and what we're smoking. So you can prepare for next week. So that way you guys can drink and smoke and give us your thoughts about yeah. stuff. Do it ahead of time. 
after this episode airs, you find out what it is that we're going to be drinking and smoking next week. Send us some information about, you know, your opinions on it, or maybe some insight of, Hey, if you think this is great, you should also try this, those kind of things. We would love, would love, love to get that kind of feedback. So next week we're going to be smoking a bill of lighting blend. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Missouri Meerschaum creeper. So we're going to be doing some aromatics here. Yeah. Up and coming. Um, it's, we got Scarecrow after that, right? Yeah. Scarecrow. Warped's limited edition Halloween-themed release. Scarecrow combines proprietary Red Virginia Cavendish, a rich, naturally sweet variety crafted uh, from deep 2017 reds and 2019 orange-red flu-cured leaf. This is sounding delightful already. Mm-hmm. With 2014 white burley and vintage dark air cured air cured leaf yielding notes of malty chocolate and warming spices subtle top notes of chocolate vanilla caramel enhance and caramel enhance and complement the natural tobacco character of these select components and the entire mixture is pressed for days before sliced into old-fashioned crumble cakes further marrying the flavors and enhancing its aging potential only 4,000 units were made for this seasonal limited edition run so that's going to be not next week, but the week after we're going to be doing Scarecrow. So if you can hunt some down before then, because it was a limited release. So if you don't have any on the shelf, good luck finding it. Yeah. But um, next week's Missouri Mirsham Creeper and Knob Creek nine years. So I'm excited about this one. We haven't had stuff with a whole lot of age on it so far. Yeah. So we're going to be uh, drinking a Knob Creek nine next next week. Nice. So if you get you a bottle of Knob Creek 9, and if you can hunt down some Missouri Meerschaum Creeper, you'd be smoking right along with us. And I like this idea, too, because some people might not want to drink bourbon at 6 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so this Talk gives them a Russ chance. Works, <laughs> works on a golf course. What more appropriate time well, to be drinking bourbon than while you're on the golf course? Not everybody just gets drunk at work like Russ does. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, we had a couple of people reach out. So I'm excited. I, I know um, hopefully we'll get some feedback on what people think about this so we can talk about it too. Yeah. we um, While we're on the topic of letting people know what we're going to be doing next week, um, we had a new listener reach out this week, Stefan. Yeah. Uh, he said he's been binge listening to the episodes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So we had a pretty good long conversation about that. He threw me an idea today and said that we should do a conversation about what our, if we were going to smoke a bowl around or after every meal, what would those blends be? So what would you smoke around oh, or after breakfast? Okay. Okay. Around or after lunch and around or after dinner. Mm. So that's next week's topic. I already got them right now in my head. You got them right now in your head? I'm ready to go. But I want to, I want to give people time. <laughs> so you're listening to this episode. Write to us at pipespoorsandpals at gmail.com or reach out to us on Instagram at pipespoorsandpals. Reach out to myself at the coffee pot codger or Nate at Indiana Nate. Let us know what those blends would be for you. Also, let us know what you think about Missouri Mirsham Creeper and Knob Creek Nine. We'd love to have that feedback for next week so we can talk about that on the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that was quick out of the way. We got Mule Town coming up. Super excited for this. Yeah. Super excited. Uh, we talked about it already. We're booked at the uh, the Baymont 
next to the Waffle House. So if you can find the Baymont in Columbia, close to the Waffle House, that's the Baymont we're staying at. So if you're a pal of ours and you want to hang out at the same hotel, potentially have a little powwow there, either there or at the Waffle House, um, you know where to stay. Yeah, or somewhere I, there around. I, we, I know of at least one listener who is currently getting booked there. Yeah, I think two actually that I know of. Okay, cool. I won't I won't tell who they are. Um but speaking of listeners that are going to be at Mule Town, um we've got our trophy from the Fantasy Football League done. Oh yeah, and it looks great. Mrs. Codger finished this this last week. It is a beer mug, a clear beer mug that has been etched with our logo and it says so Pipes Pours and Pals podcast with the logo there. And then underneath that, it says 2022 Fantasy Football Champion. So there's a trophy that is going to be a, sitting on the mantle or on the desk of one of our faithful listeners. And that goes to Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. He came back from, what, third place to come back and win it all? Yeah. Yeah. I, he was doing really well. And then I climbed up there, and then he kind of fell back a little bit. Went into the playoffs in third place, I think, and then ended up winning it all. So, great job, Captain Kirk. You coached that team so well. It's true. Except for the fact it was really because my team collapsed. But I won't get into that. You know, I'm not, I'm not bitter or anything like that. It doesn't seem that way. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, we're actually planning, we're trying to plan for International Pipe Smoking Day, the Saturday around there, to go up on a Saturday and visit with the pipe club up in Fort Wayne. Hopefully, hopefully record an episode. Still need to nail down the details. We need to talk to Kirk about this week. Yeah. See what we can do about that. You want to just take him the cup then? That's what I'm planning on doing it. Okay. If we can't, for some reason that doesn't pan out, we'll take it to him at Mule 10 because he's going to be there. Kirk, your trophy is done. You will have it in hand within the next month, month and a half. Awesome. So I could ship it to you, but it just feels more personal, personal so that I can like look at you with disdain while I hand yeah. it to you and like not want to let go of it. Like I, we want to, it was there. It was there from my, it was mine for the taking. Yeah. And you just choked. <sighs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I choked. My team choked. I coached great. My team did not perform. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's always a good coach when they blame their team. <laughs> Sound like Bill Belichick now. Now, on that subject, what are you smoking out of? What am I smoking out of? We totally missed that. Uh, I am smoking this out of a Lorenzetti Titus 37. Yeah, Lorenzetti Titus 37. I acquired this off of Amazon. <gasps> Yep, said the A word on on air. Sorry, guys. Not a big fan of buying uh, things on Amazon that I could buy from pipe people. Um, but I have a good excuse. I had a gift card from work, and that's fair. It was like a thousand dollar gift card for my anniversary, and you know, I could have spent it on like socks and stuff. But pipes are way more important. Yeah, for sure. And to be fair, most of them came from tobacco pipes, which is a a seller on Amazon. So in a roundabout way, I supported the, the pipe community. Yeah. So yeah, I love this pipe. It's gorgeous. It has lots of like wood accent rings and it's kind of a, 
I don't know, Danish style. It's weird. It has like a Rhodesian-ish shaped bowl. Yeah. Fully, uh, fully rusticated. Um, has a smooth rim on top. Yeah, it's just a good looking pipe. You'll see pictures of it on the Instagram. Uh, provided the Nate doesn't forget to take pictures. <laughs> I actually love that pipe. Um, you can't have it. There's been twice now in the past year, I think, that those pipes have gone on sale at tobaccopipes.com. Mm-hmm. And I've always looked at them because, I mean, it's a handsome pipe. It's a handsome pipe. It yeah. smokes really well, too. And it's clench as well. It's got kind of like that, almost like that army kind of a fit to army. Uh, yeah, it does. It has like the army mount type. This is cool, so I'll do this, but... It looks like it's army mount, but it's regular. Yeah, it's definitely not. But it looks like it is. It's nine millimeter filtered. I don't smoke a filter in it, but I'm you know uh, making Nate cringe over here because I'm creaking the pipe. the The first pipe I ever owned, I pulled the stem out. This was in 2011. I pulled the stem out when I was smoking it, mm-hmm. and when I went to put it back in, I broke it off. Mm. So anytime somebody pulls a stem out when the, the pipe's hot, I'm always... My pipe's not hot. It's cold at the touch. <laughs> I always get scared. This thing has been... I, I've been talking too much, not smoking enough. Story of my life. That's the curse of having a pipe-smoking podcast, is you do more... T- Nobody wants to just sit and listen to a smoke, right? Correct. That's, that's not, it's not a productive podcast, so we have to talk. But... My goodness. Gosh, this curmudgeon on a can is so good. Sitting here in silence now after I just gave that diatribe about how it's (laughs) such a dumb thing to do. Wrapping up, I think we've covered everything. Talked about how we're dumb. We've talked about fantasy football trophy. We talked about the meal smokes that we're going to be doing next week. So as a refresher, next week, Knob Creek 9 is our drink. Mm Mm-hmm. Missouri Meerschaum Creeper is our oh, yeah. blend that we're oh, smoking. Yeah. And prepare for your meal smokes. What would you smoke around breakfast? What would you smoke around lunch? What would you smoke around dinner? I think it's a great conversation. I agree. I really appreciate Stefan chiming in and reaching out to us. Yeah. Reach out to us at pipespoorsandpals at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Instagram at pipespoorsandpals. You can reach out to Nate at Indiana Nate. Or you can reach out to myself at the Coffee Pot Codger. I don't think there's anything else, do you? I feel like we covered it all and then some. Then some? I think so, too. That being said, you guys have a great night. Goodbye, everybody.